Welcome to the Not All Better Show. I'm Paul Volzang, and today's show is brought to you by Masterworks. As part of our Art of Living author, performer, and podcaster interview show, today's guest is the wonderful Hilary Frank. Many in our audience will be familiar with Hilary Frank's work as a contributor on This American Life. Hilary Frank is the creator of the award-winning podcast, Here Lies Me, which we will be talking about today. Hilary Frank has received awards for her work on podcasts from the Third Coast International Audio Festival, the Association for Women in Communications, the Academy of Podcasters, and the New York Festival's World's Best Radio Programs. Since 1999, Hilary Frank has been contributing stories to a variety of public radio programs, including This American Life, Studio 360, Marketplace, and Weekend America. Hilary Frank is also the author of three young adult novels. As many of you in our Not Old Better Show audience will recall, middle school will bury you, spit you out, and it's not pretty. It wasn't for me. <laughs> and that's clearly how it feels to 13-year-old Here Lies Me main character, Noah, a shy and witty misfit who endures the horrors of living in an affluent, New England town with a dark side. It's the first day of school of eighth grade, and the Olivias are already icing her out. Here's Hillary Frank and her summary of the show, telling us a little bit about the program in her voice, along with the other voices. This is a great, great trailer. You're going to love this. Here Lies Me. It's about middle school, and it's fiction. The characters are played by real teens, and I've been dying for you to meet them. Oh, look! Here's one right now. It's the hero of our story, Noah. Hey, Noah. Um, excuse me for a moment while I go die? Uh, that's a little dramatic, don't you think? No. Come on, things aren't so bad. You've got a new friend, right, Noah? That new kid, Seb. I think you might be my favorite person ever. Noah, is he your boyfriend? Don't mind Abby. She's just Noah's annoying little sister. I don't have a boyfriend. I don't even have a crush on anyone. But someone's definitely got a crush on Noah. He's always just just staring at me in class. It's, it's hard to concentrate because I know he's looking at me. And he has this little wink that he does. That wink is for you. It's a signature wink. I've never done it for anyone else. This kid, his name's Micah. For the last time, it's God. <laughs> um... Okay, God. You know, you've got quite a reputation for chasing girls. Am I getting canceled? No, you're not getting canceled. But listen, this is a big deal. You hijacked the morning announcements to tell Noah you're in love with her. The entire school heard it. My life is over. All while going through the usual middle school madness. Friend drama, bullies, raging hormones, periods, crazy sex ed teachers. As you likely gather in listening to the trailer from Hillary Frank, Here Lies Me from Lemonada Media is the first scripted podcast to convey the adolescent experience with realism. Here's another quick clip with the talented, hilarious voices and God's voice over the intercom with Noah's hilarious response. Noah Bloom, you are unique. No. No, 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 no. And by unique, I mean 
You're the only girl I can honestly look at without vomiting. <laughs> but besides, you're the only other Jewish kid in our grade, which makes us a perfect match. God out. Excuse me for a moment while I go die. Here lies me, Noah Bloom, age 13, tragically killed by God's crush. Just do me a favor and give me a Jewish funeral. So no flowers and tell everyone to throw a stone at me right into my grave. Don't worry, they won't need much convincing. As a scripted podcast, along with actors playing various characters, Here Lies Me contains themes of harassment, classism, sexism, racism, trauma, consent, and finding your voice. Here's our final clip from Here Lies Me, which takes place in the cafeteria. (laughs) Making my skin crawl as I even say the word. Listen closely to the music track of the clip, as well as all the music in today's show, which is scored by Hillary Frank's daughter in real life. It's great stuff. Do you ever feel like you need to just yell at someone? I have that feeling a lot, but I never actually do it. In the cafeteria, there are lots of people you could yell at. All those tables full of people who think they're better than you. There's the theater kids. The big black bear. Big, the big, big black, black bear. The lip gloss girls. This peach color? Oh my god. The tall girls. Not him, he's like a You would like never be able okay. to wear high heels. And of course, the jocks. A.K.A. the populars. Led by their queen bee, Brielle. Hunter! Stop snapping my bra! It's right on my sunburn. It wasn't me, it was Owen. Then... There's the people I really want to yell at. The Olivias. Except, there they go. Running away, throwing me shade. Probably off to the bathroom to save O from my evil tuna sandwich. Noah, there you... Oh my god. I've been looking for you. I hope you enjoyed all those clips. You really get a sense as to the pace of the show, the flow of the show, those wonderfully talented voices... And now we're going to hear from Hillary Frank directly. So please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show. Here lies me creator, Hillary Frank. Hillary Frank, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me on. It's great to talk to you. I'm excited to get into this. Uh, your new podcast, Here Lies Me, is wonderful. It's, it's getting some great reviews. It was on Best Podcasts of 2020, one from Spotify, uh, from all kinds of other lists. It's a been named a notable new release. And I think it's got this really great kind of idea about it that my audience is really going to respond to, many of whom have not been in middle school for a long, long time <laughs> yet. Yet I think it doesn't leave you though, right? <laughs> no, I don't think it leaves you. No, I, I agree with you there. But tell us a little bit about how it came about, how Here Lies Me came about, because it's scripted. That might be different mm-hmm. for my audience too. They might just be very familiar with this interview format, but scripting a podcast is a little different. And I I think it's just this wonderful idea. So I always love the, I I love, I love the notion of how ideas kind of really develop. They, they, they spark and then they, they take off. So give us the, give us the sense of, you know, what brought this all about? Yeah. So I make podcasts, but I'm also a young adult author and 
Um, I started writing young adult books um, in the early 2000s. My first one came out in 2002. And in 2006, I got the idea for Here Lies Me, and it was going to be my third young adult novel. And I pitched the idea to my agent. And he said, well, if you want to write about something this dark, um, you're going to have to age the characters up to be in high school. They could even be freshmen in high school. Um, because then we can, you know, market it as YA. But if you have characters in middle school, it has to be classified as middle grade and, um, and kids read up. And so like, no one's going to publish this as middle grade. And, um, I thought about it. I thought about aging them up and it just didn't make sense to me for the story because to me, what I, what I wanted to write about was the darkness and brutality of middle school that I think is a fairly universal experience. Um, when you mention, even say the words middle school to people, <laughs> often they, they cringe, right? Yep. Um, and I'm doing it now. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, to me, uh, you know, I've read a lot of middle grade books and um, I read them when I was in middle school and as an adult and I like a lot of them, but I never felt like they were truly capturing uh, the, the essence of what what it's like to be in middle school, the, the really tough stuff. And, um, and, and it felt to me like... Um, you know, middle schoolers should have have books that that really reflect the hard stuff that they're going through with all of the language that is actually used in middle school and all of the um, bullying and harassment and and sometimes violence. Um, I, I just I just it was important to me to reflect all of that truthfully. And if I couldn't do it um, in a book about that age, then I didn't want to do it. And so I shelved it. And I guess I thought in the back of my mind, maybe I'll come back to this story someday, but I, I didn't know how. And then, you know, podcasting evolved and the fiction genre of podcasting started to evolve too. And I thought, huh, I wonder if I could do this in podcasting because there aren't really any rules in podcasting. No one's going to tell me that I can't do this. And, um, you know, even in in podcasting, there's the, the fiction category. It's just fiction. There's no like micro genres within that. And, and mostly what people have interpreted that to mean, creators have interpreted that to mean um, sci-fi and horror. And there's so much more that you can do with fiction. And so I made a weird dramedy about middle school. Yeah, it's wonderful. I, I, you know, again, I, I want to just encourage my audience to check this out. I think, you know, this stuff just doesn't ever leave you, as you say. I think that's a really great way to put it. Tell us about the story, because, yes, broadly, it's about middle school. But I'd love to hear you talk a little bit about the Olivia's mm. and the weird kid who calls himself God mm -hmm. and all of this stuff that goes on, because I think, you know, when I was in middle school, it was just a different time mm -hmm. and so much has changed. And I think it's harder on these kids in a lot of ways. But I think many of my audience are grandparents are going to parent uh, their own grandchildren in some different ways. So I think tell the story in a way that we might kind of relate to it too, because mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's got this wonderful kind of theme with these characters. Yeah. So here lies me is the story of a 13 year old girl named Noah. And on the first day of eighth grade, 
um, the most eccentric kid in school who calls himself God. Also, there, there are two kids who call themselves God. And so the kids differentiate them by calling them big God and little God. And our main God is little God. And so um, little God is kind of a hopeless romantic. And he he has these big crushes on girls. They're all unrequited. Um and his crushes really, really turn out to be harassy, but but he doesn't see it that way. Um, and his 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 newest crush is Noah. And on the first day of school, he hijacks the morning announcements to um, proclaim his love for her publicly and completely humiliates her. And she immediately becomes untouchable. And all of her friends who um, have some form of the name Olivia. They 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 just drop her, and she is left completely friendless and a target of ridicule because of Little God's announcement. Are you you know I know this goes back to two thousand six for you. Is this entirely fictional? Did you get ideas from other places, particularly you know some of maybe your own experiences? Mm-hmm. Is this kind of ripped from the headlines, as they say? <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, like a lot of fiction, it's a composite of all kinds of things. Yes, some some of these scenes and characters are adaptations of things that happened in my life. I read a lot about what middle school is like today. Um, I've eavesdropped on middle schoolers at the town pool to hear kind of what they talk like. And I did a survey um, when I ended my last podcast, The Longest Shortest Time, I surveyed my audience about their middle school experiences and I asked them to tell me anecdotes. And um, I also asked parents and educators to tell me about their observations of the middle schoolers in their lives. And I got permission from the people who filled that out to um, adapt their anecdotes in the show. And so some of what you're hearing is that as well. We will be right back with Hillary Frank, the award-winning creator of a couple of podcasts, including the one that we're talking about today, Here Lies Me. Wonderful interview. You will enjoy the rest of this interview, so stay tuned. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor today, Masterworks. Okay, Boomer. Relax, Boomer. Look, people like to poke fun at us in the Not Old Better Show audience all the time. But, you know, old dogs have their tricks for a reason. Because they've been working. When we talk about what's working and what isn't, let's talk about the world of investing right now. All you hear about is new investments like cryptocurrency and NFTs. NFTs? But there are alternative investments out there that have a long history, like blue chip art. That's right. That history, the history of blue chip art, stretches back over 277 years of auctions. I love to participate in auctions. And when you stop to think about the mind-boggling numbers behind the scenes of the art world, 77 million for a Warhol painting, 103 million for a Picasso, 110 million for a Basquiat. How does one even invest in blue chip art today? Well, with Masterworks. That's right, Masterworks. Masterworks enables you to invest in shares representing an investment in blue chip art. You have to check this out. 
art from legends like Picasso and Warhol. You just have to check this out. Go to masterworks.art slash N-O-B to get priority access. That's right. For our Not Old Better Show listeners, go to masterworks.art slash N-O-B. All of this will be in our show notes and on our website. So go today. You got to check this out. Masterworks.art slash N-O-B. Thanks, everybody. We're with Hillary Frank. Hillary Frank is the award-winning creator of The Longest, Shortest Time. She just mentioned that. And she's also the creator of Here Lies Me, a wonderful scripted podcast, new, available from Limonada. We're going to put links up to where our audience can find out more information about Hillary Frank and her new podcast, Here Lies Me. It's really excellent. But I want to talk to you for a second about kind of your team, because your daughter is involved. Mm-hmm. And she plays the drum. She scores the music, I believe. Yes. How's her music coming along? Because this is a kind of a nice gig to have. It's uh, it's helping out on a on a very big deal. Yeah. And I wonder, was this you know kind of the the grand plan all along, or did this just <laughs> kind of develop as a result of the pandemic? You know, she was available yeah. maybe, and so we're going to use her, put her to work. <laughs> right. Well, so my daughter Sasha just turned twelve a couple of days ago, but she was eleven when we recorded the show, and she plays the younger sister. It's interesting, you know, every other. Um, teenager in the show is actually in high school um, or a little bit older at this point. Um, but my daughter's the only one who's actually in middle school now. She just, she started middle school like the same month that the show came out just by coincidence. But um, so she plays the younger sister. And as you said, she plays drums throughout the show. So the entire show is scored by an 11 year old at a drum kit. And um, it, it was the plan all along, uh, or I, I mean, I don't know all along. Like when, when I first started thinking about the music, I thought about her because, you know, I live in a house where I have a kid who's practicing drums all the time and, and I actually love it. And, um, she would be playing some of these drum beats and I could just hear them behind some of the scenes I was writing. And, and so I just I just knew that I wanted her to score it. Also, yes, it was going to make things really convenient. <laughs> um, and it turns out I learned that um, you can't copyright drum beats. And so like anything that she had learned, we could just use. And um, yeah, so it, it worked out really well. Yeah, yeah, I'll say. It's a nice touch, too. I'm sure there are lots of moments of just... Uh, kind of closeness that developed. My wife and I have two boys, one Mm -hmm. of whom is... um plays piano not as much anymore but I used to just love to just kind of go into the living room where we had the piano and he would play and it was just kind of calming but we would have that music throughout the house and it it was just a really wonderful thing it would have been great though to have involved him you know on this program (laughs) I would have loved to have had that piano (laughs) so you're doing you're doing a lot of really great things tell us a little bit about some of the topics that you cover because yeah it's a little cringy at times it's dark it's kind of this dramedy as you suggest I remember well those days for my own children and then and then for me a little bit little bit uh it's it's a distant memory for me, but I definitely remember that. But the topics will be, I think, fresh for everybody. But maybe go over some of those with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, one of the big topics in the show is friendship. As I mentioned, Noah gets dropped by all of her friends and she has to 
start from scratch and figure out what a friend even is and who she wants to be her friends. And she messes up her own like new friendships and she has to figure out how to reconcile those. Um, there's also uh, racism and anti-Semitism and um, homophobia. Uh, that's kind of like a texture in the background that I think is really realistic. Um, in middle school and beyond. And um, the biggest the, the biggest topic that I wanted to tackle was harassment. Um, you know, I, I didn't even really have that word or fully understand what that word meant until the Me Too movement. Um, like this story, you know, did start for me a long time ago, but I think I initially thought of it as a boy who was bothering a girl and uh, and like an unrequited an unrequited crush um but once the me too movement really broke it gave me the word harassment and i understood that that's what this story was about um and it made me think about how like the the examples we have of harassment are usually in the workplace in college in high school but i believe that middle that i believe that harassment begins in earnest in middle school. And um, it felt to me like the story could be a real opportunity to depict what that really looks like and um, maybe offer um, an opportunity for parents and teachers and all of the adults in middle schoolers' lives to try to figure out how to talk about this topic in a way that we might be able to you know, cut harassment and assault off at the past before it happens when they're older. Yeah, really true. You know, as you say, just some of this stuff never, never leaves you. So my wife and I do have these two boys. I remember very well middle school, our oldest son is uh, a gay man now and, and was really kind of coming out uh, during that middle school time period. And he just, he just, uh, caught it every which way. And, and I wasn't as aware uh, then this was probably 15 years ago. I wasn't as aware as maybe I am now, and I think many in our audience are going to need to step up their awareness of this and mm-hmm. notice this and pay attention. So, regardless of age, you know, and and time, mm-hmm. I think we we can focus on this. What else do you say to our audience in 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 terms of stopping this kind of in its tracks? The podcast is doing wonders and and i imagine you get asked this a lot but but how do we stop harassment mm, it's such a big question and so complicated um and i think really i mean wouldn't it be great if like um in health classes and sex ed kids kids got some real tools on on both sides of it on on like not just how to protect yourself and say no but for 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 like people who are potential perpetrators to learn like how how to how to behave appropriately with with other people when when you like them um but i think that a lot of this stuff can be done at home too um so even starting in preschool talking to kids about um, protecting their personal space and respecting other people's personal space. As grandparents, I think um, 
not taking it personally if your grandchild doesn't want to hug you and just being understanding of like um like we we don't need we don't need to force love um and I think like that kind of um, those kind of signals can go a long way where kids start to develop vocabulary and 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 the ability to protect themselves. I think like we we celebrate kids academic and and like athletic achievements very easily. But I think that we could really also celebrate kids um, making taking measures to protect their own physical and mental health in the same way. Yeah, I think that's really true. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking we, 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 I'm, my wife and I aren't grandparents yet, but that, that will be coming. And so I do see, you know, already this little seed of doting. Mm -hmm. And I think that's maybe who we are. And I think it's a good point that you make to stand back, give that space, um, perhaps even to let, let the, let the grandchild direct some mm-hmm. of that. And 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 I, I think that's really a, a nice little balance. The other balance that I, I noticed that you're walking, because the show is serious, but it doesn't take itself too seriously. And I thought that was really wonderful. It does have kind of a nice rhythm to it, a balance. Uh, uh, you know, there's some there's some humor there, of course, but that's delicate. That's that's hard to do. It, and it is so wonderfully written. Has it been tough? find that balance, that message balance in, in this writing? Well, I'm so glad that you noticed that because it was really a goal of mine to make the show as funny as it was dark. Because I think that is, like in the, in the interest of making it realistic, I think that's real life. And I have written about some some really dark, tough topics, but I also always weave absurdity into that because that is just how things are. And also I think it would just be completely like, I don't know, I have I have a hard time, especially since I've become a parent of watching or reading or listening to things that are that are just all dark with no light. Um, it just it's almost like unbearable for me. And so it was important to me to weave absurdity into the story. Well, you're doing a great job. And again, the title of the show is Here Lies Me. Hillary Frank is the creative uh, genius behind this. And it really is, <laughs> I use that I use that term seriously, because I think it just is, uh, it takes a lot to pull something like this together. You've done it. I think for our audience, we we are perhaps doting at times. We do see this sense of community that's that's kind of taken over, particularly since the pandemic. The the one notion that always stays with me is that it takes a village. You know, mm-hmm. all of us are together and kind of helping uh, grandparents with grandchildren and with, with busy uh, parenting today. I think it it does uh, matter. So, with that in mind, how? How might our audience of, of kind of the 60 plus age community, uh, what, do you, what do you suggest that we do pay attention to most from the show? Hmm. I just, I think, um, pay attention to the fact that kids have a hard time saying what's actually going on in their lives and if if they do have the courage to tell you what's going on, really listen to them. Um, I think it's easy when 
you're really close to a young person to like get uh, get angry and want to protect them, and and that's natural. But I think um, sometimes that that can exacerbate the problem. I've found as a parent that um, asking questions, kind of using my um, reporter skills has been really helpful to um, try to get at what's going on because, um, you know, things, there are some, there are some universal things that I think are going on in middle school now, but things are also different and the challenges are a little different, especially with um, social media. And I think we don't always know um, what's going on in their minds and their hearts and we don't know why certain um, challenges have have presented themselves. We don't always know what's going on in in the lives of the people who are like perpetrating harassment and and bullying. And um, because we're talking about children, I think it's actually there's a great opportunity to engage um, engage them in kind of an act of curiosity to ask them, well, why do you think this happened? Why why do you think this person is behaving this way? Why do you think you are reacting this way? Is there anything, do you think there's anything you can do um, to take action to change this? And if not, then, you know, um, for example, do you, do you want to continue this friendship instead of prescribing answers? Like back in my day, this is, this is how we did things, or I wish I would have done things this way. I think just being a good listener and asking good questions can help guide your young person to their own answers, which is a skill they're really going to need as they get older. Good advice. A great program. Of course, we've been with Hillary Frank, who is the award-winning creator of the new podcast, Here Lies Me. Uh, We will put links up to where you can find the podcast, listen to it, enjoy it. I just encourage you to do that. Hillary Frank's been our guest. Thanks for your generous time, for all your work, too. This is good stuff. And um, as you do more on this topic and others, we'd love to have you back because I think think our audience needs to hear these messages and um, remember that middle school uh, is just tough, brutal, brutal stuff. So thank you very much, Hillary Frank. Thanks for having me, Paul. I heard you say brutal stuff. The one thing I do want to add is that um, the most surprising thing, the most surprising takeaway for me with the, the big survey that I did is that um, educators were telling me that middle schoolers are their favorite age to teach because they can be so sweet and earnest at the same time as as being such monsters. And I will say that um, as a parent of a new middle schooler, this has been my absolute favorite age because of that, because of the wonder and curiosity and the ability to start to have some like really deep conversations about the world. And um, I, 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 I don't want to forget about that. Like the, it, it's a, it's a universally rough age and also can, can have just some amazing sweetness to it. Yes, uh, thank you for pointing that out, reminding all of us that these kids are good kids. They're they're working hard. It is a a tougher challenge uh, today, I think, to uh, be in and amongst the world and um, deal with everything that is going on. So really, that that was wonderful. Thanks for uh, 
mentioning it. Thanks very much again for being on the program today. Of course, we've been joined today by Hillary Frank, the creator of Here Lies Me. My thanks to Hillary Frank and the team at Lemonada Media. My thanks, of course, to Masterworks for sponsoring today's show. And I want to just thank all of you, my wonderful Not Old Better show audience. Please be safe, be well. You know, let's rally around Ukraine. And remember, let's talk about better. The Not Old Better show. Thanks, everybody. 